You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And it is Thursday, August 18th. It's 9-13th this evening. It is a beautiful evening here in Springfield, USA. And my name is Jacob. His name is Matt. And how are we doing, Matt? Good, man. It's Thursday. And guess what? It's, it's almost the weekend, my guy. It's almost the weekend. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's almost the weekend. It's it's inching closer to the football season. Yeah, we're getting yes. we're getting excited about um, the football season and the fall. And it's the weather has been beautiful. It's 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 getting me very excited for football. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I, I, can, I I heard the uh, marching band. I'm like, you know what? Something's getting close. So I know, I know what that is. Yeah, exactly. And. School starts. Uh, I think the uh, school for the university start next week, at least for K State and around Springfield. I think the kids are back in school, um, so the traffic's a little little worse in the morning, but uh, it's it's all right. It's good to be good good that they're back in school and and it's good to have the Missouri State students back. I'm pretty sure this weekend's going to be wet and wild down at the bars downtown. So <laughs> yeah, the, with the students all back. But Matt, how have you been recently? Good. It's been uh, just same old grind and just uh, looking at old, uh, not old, just recent sports articles about just football and just reading up on the season previews. Actually, next week in Nebraska, we'll be playing Northwestern in Ireland. So we may, may have yeah. to do a little prediction on that next week. So sure. just excited about it. I think I think we're down to eight days, uh, inclu- uh, including today, uh, seven mm-hmm. seven days from tomorrow, I think is a uh, is the kickoff for the NCAA football season uh, next Friday? I believe there's a game, um, so we're very excited for football and uh, and yeah. Um, what was I going to say now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, any shout outs um, of the week? I shouted them out um, last week, but it's official now. Our good friend Hagen Honus and Carly Honus, that's her last name now, are officially married. So congrats to them. Woo! Great wedding. So. Uh, Hope to see you guys at a few tailgates. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say earlier. Uh, uh, are you excited for uh, fantasy football? <laughs> yes, I am. We have our draft on the thirtieth, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We we got Matt in our league this year, so him and old Josh. And uh, speaking of Josh, uh, next week we're gonna have to coordinate with him. But next week we're gonna want him to probably get an episode out pretty soon, or have yeah. something going so we can uh, have a uh, at uh, what, what's his what's his Twitter handle. Josh Hawks, Josh Hawk talks, something like that. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> but next week, don't forget to uh, check out his um, new podcast, Josh Hawks, for the uh, the KU perspective of of things. Not just him on th- on this podcast, but him his own very own podcast. So go ahead and check that out. And then, uh, who do I want to shout out? I don't know. Hmm. I'll shout out. Oh, I know who to shout out. I'll shout out my parents. They were here this week. Uh, That's pretty neat. Came and uh, stopped through Springfield. They they were doing cool. a victory. They're doing a victory lap, uh, a uh, a tour of the Midwest, uh, as you will. 
they were in uh, Kansas City last weekend to see my other two brothers and my niece for a birthday party. Uh, and they were down here uh, middle of the week this week. And then they're down in Dallas to see my other brother um, this weekend. And then they'll go back to McPherson to see my sister. <laughs> and where that's where they live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to my parents. Okay, let's run down the podcast uh, real quick. Um, we got the quote of the week. We're going to do that again. Um, uh, we have a, we're going to do a blind react. I don't know if Matt, you've seen the video, right? His, uh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the video. No. Okay. Yep. So me and Matt are both going to blind react to, um, coach offensive coordinator of the K state Wildcats, uh, Colin Klein. Blind react. To. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll blind react to, uh, his, his, his press conference, give a little feedback, and then in the podcast, we're going to do another tier list. Uh, the tier list this week, should I give it away? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be <laughs> uh, a tier list of K-State football teams from last year down to 2011. So we're going to rank those similar how we did it last week, S, A, B, C, and F. Um, but we'll do that at the end of the podcast. <clears throat> First, Matt, do you want to read the quote of the week? Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, read it. Um, okay. I, I just have to ask the comedian. What? Okay, what's his name again? I um, I don't know his name, but this is I pulled this off of uh, Instagram. It's from it's from a at us usmnt only. It's a it's a I don't know if it's a meme page or a fan page of the of uh, the United States men's soccer team. So uh, it's a comedian from their page. They posted it, and it was uh, a comedian making a comment about uh soccer so um you can go ahead and read it the quote of the week hello it's jacob here i bet you're wondering where did that ukulele come from well that must mean it's the quote of the week the argument that people always have is oh it's low scoring and it's boring let's think about the most popular sport in america the nfl it is also low scoring, but they just make up points. It's not 21 to 14. It's three to two. The score is three to two. Comedian. Comedian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> End quote. End quote. And so uh, I guess I should have mentioned this guy's basically talking about soccer and, and comparing it to, to football, saying, you know, they, they always say the most, the worst argument is, that soccer, the people don't watch soccer in America is because it's low scoring. And then he says, football, they just make up points. It's three to two. Well, it's like, well, first of all, it's not just, you know, if we're, if we're breaking it down to say a touchdown is equivalent to a goal, then you're still wrong to say that it's low scoring because most soccer games and two, like a two or three combined goals or less. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas the NFL, school. exactly. And the NFL, you know, and this is a little research I did uh, the last, I think as of August 17th, so this would have been yesterday in the MLS. So I, I picked the MLS. I don't know what's happening in Europe, but major league soccer, um, the last approximately 35 games, 46% of all games ended with combined three or less goals. Imagine if the NFL or the NCAA football for that matter Every game uh, ended fourteen to seven. Wouldn't that be just terrible? Yeah. <laughs> um, less. I mean, there's a reason why NFL is the most popular sport in the United States. 
and soccer is not as popular is because people want to see scoring, right? Yeah, and I think it's just a, I think it's just so to- totally different cultures too. I oh, mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, football is just like everybody watches it. I feel like, or most just, people. I can't say everybody, but a lot of people do. You may, you bring up a good point with that, but here's here's my let's get I'll get back on topic. <laughs> the point the point of it is the the soccer the guy the point was he was trying to make is soccer is not low scoring or it is low scoring but other sports are just low scoring well if you look at the nfl in week 18 alone versus the rest you know just just look at eight week 18 you're gonna have cold games you're gonna have backup players in the game and not a single game combined less than 21 points yeah we're at like yeah equivalent of like two to one in soccer where and then only one game in week 18 last year in the NFL, mm. one game combined less than 35 points, a three yeah. two game, like he said in his quote. <laughs> so I'm not hating on soccer. I think, I think both sports have very unique skill sets, but if you're going to, if you're going to come, if you're going to make an argument saying that the reason people don't watch soccer is, or, or honestly jacob it's just i think it's just two different cultures like americans love football mm-hmm. like we grew up around it and it's just kind of something enshrined right it's so different from like europe and it's all like it, we love it right like go to a chiefs game like that's just cult like that's just there's this is culture yeah and well and it's it's like and again, I'm not trying to bash on either sport. It's just each each of them have their own place. But if you're gonna com- if you're gonna compare a sport, say, oh yeah, soccer is low scoring, but so is football. You're comparing it to the wrong sport. Apples to oranges, man. Exactly. So that's what I was trying to get at. E- obviously, each sport has its own individual skill set. We mean neither of us really follow soccer. No, I don't. We're, f- we're football guys anyway. But if you're gonna make that claim, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, that is the quote of the week. Hello. Hey, it's Jacob here again. I bet you're wondering. It's that damn ukulele again. Well, that must have been the quote of the week. We went down a rabbit hole there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oops. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and watch this video. We're going to talk about K-State football. Of course, two more weeks until the uh, the start of the season against South Dakota at home at 6 o'clock in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. I'm very excited. Colin Klein. This is Colin Klein's uh, press conference on August 15th, and this is gopowercat.com. Are you ready, Matt? Yes. Go ahead and uh, tell me to stop whenever you want to make a comment, but I'm just going to go ahead and let it run. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. You know, I think we've made a lot of progress since the spring and, and a lot of some of the twists and things that, that we're asking of them. Uh, unbelievable group. I mean, top to bottom, they're, uh, you know, they're competing, they're, they're on and, and improving in different areas that each one needs to and helping each other out. Um, and obviously a very talented group. You know, I think uh, uh, it's, it's been a great group to work with. How is it having Adrian now? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. You know, he's 
his, his arms feeling great and, and haven't had any hiccups that way. And, uh, you know, I think finally being able to get reps in full speed and in a full environment is, has been really good for him. And uh, he's gotten better in two weeks, you know, and, and gotten more comfortable and, uh, and what we're asking him to do. So he's, he's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah, just any thoughts there? Um, I wanted, I was going to ask you, uh, do you think, I think Adrian will, will do some good things. I could be totally wrong, but I think he'll do good things. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, listeners, go back and listen to the last episode if you haven't. Um, recently, you know, even Adrian has came out. I think it was three days ago. He had that his press conference probably the same day as this one. But, I mean, he's taken on that leadership role, whereas he's holding himself accountable. Not just himself, but he's holding his, his teammates accountable. And and that's obviously what's very important. And And quite frankly, it's a business. You know, it's – College football is a business. You got to treat it as such. I mean, of course, it's a game. You're there to have fun. But at the end of the day, when when it's at this level, it's like no no day slacking off. Of course, with a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator, you got to be clicking early. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's good. It's good that Colin, uh, Coach Klein mentioned that uh, things are going well in practice, and it's it's good to hear. And spirits are still high, but they're still humble. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I will continue impress you most about the offensive you know uh i think i I really appreciate and and have loved all of our guys uh how they've really attacked um the the practices i mean they are uh it doesn't matter if it's the ones twos threes or whatever i mean they're they're getting after it they're competing they're moving around we're we're getting a lot Uh, we're getting some more reps um you know uh uh, but uh and and they've just jumped in and 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 attacked the you know the, the new stuff we're asking but um, I think that's been the most impressive thing, you know, because we, we've stressed them, you know, and adjusted our install on some things and, and really front loaded it. So they had a lot on their plate uh, right from the jump and, and uh, you know, they got after it. Do you, do you think that, um, I mean, how, how different do you think Coach Kleiman's practices are compared to Snyder's? Because I know Snyder's were also very intense, but they felt very structured. And do you, do you think that the players have more free will? I mean, do you have any insight on that? I really don't. I th- I heard they do. I will say this. Chris Kleiman's more conditioning is running plays. That's more football shape. Yeah. I think that is what the majority do. Like, you're full blow. You're full when you're running offense. I mean, seriously, that's probably the best way to do it, to get in football shape. Oh, 100%. Full, yeah. I mean, running sprints is one thing. But, like, I feel like, I mean, you, play, you even played junior high football. Like, it's hard to get into game shape. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so, and and I heard that they—that's what they do—is run f- plays full speed. And that, what better way than just run plays full speed every time? Right. And like Snyder, when he first showed up, he just ran the shit out of him. Like, yeah, that, that was the first thing he did, and and that that was probably necessary back then because to weed them out. Those guys exactly, and those guys didn't know what they were doing. So it's like exactly weed those weed the guys out that aren't willing to put in that work and then and then you can move into doing plays but you know that's kind of a funny point i mean that's exactly that's how my coach in high school our basketball coach coach k said in practice he's like we're not i'm not gonna have you guys run in practice unless i'm unless we're like really screwing something up and then he's like all right we're gonna run because you guys are dicking around not doing things like you're supposed to but he's like we're, I'm not going to have you guys run all practice. We're going to have efficient practices. We're going to be in and out and we're going to be moving. We're going to be moving from one thing to the next. And this is when you're getting your cardio in. And if you're not, if you're not working hard, you're behind and you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to, because 
there's just not enough time in the day to do all your offense and defense and then also do cardio. I mean, that's stuff that you're supposed to be, you're already supposed to be in cardio shape by the season starts. So if you're mm-hmm. waiting until the season to get your cardio in, you're behind. And, and obviously during the season, you need to keep up with it. So what better time to do it than by running plays, like you said. So, yep. yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, well, we got to, um, you know, we got to continue to have and, and develop depth at running back, uh, you know, and, and a lot of those guys are doing a great job. I mean, DJ Giddens has really improved over the last couple of weeks. Um, Anthony Frias has done some really nice things, uh, you know, and there's a couple guys in that group that, uh, you know, have really come along and, and are getting better, which is which is going to be important. You know, we, we got a lot of versatility up front with, with guys being able to move around and, and play some different positions. Uh, you know, and, and that'll be important for us, you know, through, through the stretch of things, um, you know, but it's finding that right, right mix and, and, and exactly right match that, uh, you know, how exactly that's going to go. And it's, there's a lot of guys competing. There's a lot of good scenarios. It's just trying to, you know, nail it down and find out what, what the best one is. It was too bad last year. We had those two backups. Who was it? Irvin and they were good. The one? They were decent. They were really good. I mean, honestly, if we didn't have Deuce, I, I we wouldn't. Deuce is amazing, right? But if Deuce yeah. wasn't there, we would have been just fine with those two guys. Like, going oh back yeah, and forth. yeah, they're not as good as Deuce, but I think it's really important to develop a good um, backup running back because we need some other to carry the load. And um, I think Klein's going to have a very, very balanced offense. Oh, 100 percent. The more, and obviously with Adrian and Deuce, and we've said it all time and time again, but with those guys in the backfield, the more pieces we can build around them, the more freedoms they'll have. And oh my gosh, let the offense eat. They're gonna be let loose this year. Yeah. So let let these let these guys I'm I'm glad that they're getting these young or these new guys, newcomers some reps. And I'm I'm excited to see how the plans pans out throughout the year, especially week one. I'm I would hope that we can get some other guys reps that you know we kind of put the hammer to South Dakota to where we can get these younger guys reps and that way down this in the season they have that experience. So we we don't look like we're running around with our heads cut off. In these, mm-hmm. in these tighter games. So, anyway. So, first time offensive coordinator, how much time do you spend you know, in front of a whiteboard just drawing up your own plays you want to show people this season? Yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you, uh, you get a little creative and the, the staff kind of brings you back down a little bit, you know, like, hey, like, let's, let's uh, you know, be, re- be realistic. But, again, it's a credit to our guys and the staff. I mean, we're, we're pressing forward and, and trying to, uh, you know, expand and, and, and do a lot of things and, and put pressure on people, you know, and within what we do. But uh, it, it's it's been a lot of fun, you know. That's funny he says that. My uh, sister's fiance, who is also – he's a head football coach, high school football coach, and <laughs> part of his offense is just like – he used to play NCAA football all the time and just draw out plays and this, that, and the other. And now the fact yeah. that he's a head coach is kind of cool because now he finally gets to actually implement that in the, like, real-life games. So it's – rip NCAA football. I'm, it's actually coming back next year. I'm excited to play that again. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I'm so sorry for best, that. One of the best games of all time. I'm, I, if, if they have online features for that new game, we're all going to need to make a dynasty together and play. Yeah. That'd be badass. Marshall. Yeah. Marshall. And we, we, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We are Marshall. Yeah. And then we're gonna have to, uh, um, and we'll put that on our our, our our pending YouTube channel that I keep talking about. <laughs> so, all right. No, but we got great support and great staff. It's been good. A little more fun. Are you happy? You got to kind of be in the trigger man, you know, at the the, the helm of the offense. You know, it's it's an honor. You know, it's it's it, obviously it's 
playing quarterback without playing a little bit, you know, so that, that part's been, been a lot of fun. But <laughs> again, it's just trying to make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can for the rest of our staff offensively and for our guys just to give them the best chance to be successful, you know. And I think Klein's pretty happy he doesn't have to be taking the hits all game. <laughs> Hasn't got gets abused. For the two seasons, especially that second season. I mean, my God, how many how many times did the first how, season he ran it three hundred and seven times? He had three hundred and seven carries. That's insane for a quarterback. That's a quarterback. That's wild. <laughs> they I mean, like ESPN or whoever is broadcasting the game was constantly like zooming in on his hands. He's like he's, he's like bleeding and they oh say God. he didn't even practice sometimes during the week. He was so beat up. <laughs> and he would just get up. But he was such a big guy. So, I mean, he could take the hits. But still, that many hits in a game for a quarterback is nuts. Yeah. Whatever it takes to, to not let them down in that way and, and make sure that we're, uh, we're doing everything we can to, to put us in the best position, that's, that's the most important thing. You know, and we'll, we'll have fun being excellent along the way. How's Cooper BB? Uh, we're going to adjust it to that guy. Kind of a dual role inside, he's an absolute stud. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he's always helping. He's always, oh, hey, there you are. <laughs> Didn't see you there. Um, you know, but uh, just being able to communicate, help lead those guys, uh, solve problems before they happen, uh, you know, and, and know where, you know, the uh, possible mistake or bust is going to happen and eliminate it before it happens. And, and obviously being extremely gifted and hardworking is, Hey, shout shout out to my probably doesn't listen, but shout out to my old classmate Cooper Cooper Beebe's his brother. So, and he's always he's always talking about how he still beats he still beats him up at home. So that's kind of funny. But uh, I was listening to Bosco Boys, and they were talking about how, uh, and obviously they're talking about right now, but Cooper Beebe is is possibly going to be left tackle or left guard. So I mean, in your opinion, I guess the the Bosco Boys made made a good point. Like, where would you rather have him? On the inside or on the outside with Adrian Martinez? I mean, on the outside, it would be make more sense for passing plays. The inside would be for like quarterback draws. I mean, what's your opinion on that? What's cool? I wonder, I just, we don't know Cooper BB's strength. Like, does he block better on the outside against his best rusher or is he more of an inside guy, ground and pound? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and we'll see. I listened to Cooper BB's and he said he's more comfortable being inside. So, yeah. And that's, know. and that's what he played last year. Correct. Yeah. That's what, that's what he's always really played at K-State. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all around uh, top shelf. Philip Brooks led you guys receptions at the Texas Bowl. I was wondering now that you've gotten more of a chance to work with him, is there just something about him that uh, allows him to get open? Be there in the office? Philip works his tail off and, and he is, he is, uh, I, I feel he's even taken another step this camp. And he got better through the year last year. Uh, this camp, he's put on a little bit of weight. Um, you know, our support staff has helped him take care of his body. Are they mowing the lawn in the background? I guess. Whatever, and he's uh, really taking command of that. And, uh, you know, he's, he's playing with, a, with an edge. Uh, he's really playing with an edge. And, and like a seasoned, you know, four-year guy, uh, you know, player oh does. And, and he's, he's been awesome in that room. He's got a lot of swagger. and and uh, provides a lot of leadership there. All right, we can cut it off there. We don't I mean, is yeah, that, any... mower, that mower kind of ruined yeah. the mood. <laughs> it did. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I always, I always love these coaches. I mean, obviously, obviously they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we're not doing great. Like, you see the comments by Aaron Rodgers recently, how he's just throwing all of his teammates under the bus. Yeah, like, so did we're dropping that. passes. We're not. But, like, I love how coaches are always – 
the good coaches anyway are always just going to give these generic answers. And I don't know how generic they are. They are probably are more genuine than they, they see him on the surface, but it's like, Oh yeah. He's working hard. Oh yeah. He's looking pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah we're doing pretty good. Climbing's like, climbing's very generic. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of hard to get an actual gauge at, at, for preseason, especially like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Are they actually, or are you just like, I mean, a lot of the times when they talk to the media, it's always just like, yeah, he's looking pretty good or, I don't know. I mean, he's working really hard and we'll probably look at him and these other things and blah, blah, blah. They never really give straight answers right off the bat. But I mean, overall, I mean, my, I guess, I guess what I take away from this press conference is, I mean, it's similar to what Kleiman said last weekend and they're just optimistic. I mean, they're, they're humble, they're yeah. quietly optimistic, but they're very humble about it. And, and I think that's exactly how they should be. They should go into every game this year expecting to win, but let, let's not like be boastful about it going into it because, you know, a couple of years ago, Kleiman's first year, we won our first three games and then go to Stillwater and everybody thought we were going to win, you know, blow them out of the water. Of course, mm-hmm. we, we laid a fat egg and everybody thought it was the end of the world. Like people were calling for, <laughs> for coaches' heads and stuff. And it's yeah. like, and so I think I think they're taking may, possibly taking a different approach this year as far as going into the season and let's stay humble and let's let's um, work what we got to work on and let people think what they want to think and you know take care of business as it, like I keep repeating it is a, it is a business so did you did you uh, I watched uh, Fitz's Tim Fitzgerald's walk and talk I love watching him uh, it's just. We're there, like climate. We we've won eight games in a season two times. It's time. It's it's time to get. A, it's time you have the pieces. We got to get over that hump. Finally, mm-hmm. get over that hump. To you know, and he and he had. It's just I. We had the pieces to do it. It's just can they say stay consistent enough? And they should be able to. And you know, Chris Kleiman's a, a championship coach and. Uh, Colin Klein, offensive coordinator, won a Big 12 championship as a player and coached a very, very well coached uh, offense in the bowl game um, in the Texas Bowl this past year. And Klanderman's a very good defensive coordinator. And, you know, the, that's just the coaches and the, the players on the field are, are very solid. And let's just put the pieces together and have a good season. I mean, come on, guys, let's go. Yeah, that's just we're all we all know what we what you guys have it's just it's just time it's just time i want to i just want to have something you know i'm just i'm I'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back to what i said a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago i don't remember when it was i think it was our season one finale but i don't want this year i do not want to have to say we should have won that game i don't want to say i really don't want to have to say this that year if we lose a game and i say 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 we lose a game, thirty one to twenty eight. We we fought hard and we didn't have you know many mistakes and this that and the other. Then I'm like, okay, I can accept that. But like you know, you lose a game where you have ten penalties and three turnovers and you only lose by three points. That's because you can't score. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about when I said we should have won that game. Like we and people are like, no, you shouldn't have won that game. That's that's a stupid saying because obviously you didn't win it's like well clearly the other team wasn't that much better considering we had 10 penalties and still almost yeah, won. and still almost won exactly so 
I'm, I'm really hoping I don't have to say that very much this year. I really don't have to say when we lost at all. I mean, we win the national championship. Hell yeah. Self five to <laughs> high five to future me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just the consensus around the team this year is just, it's very humble, but also optimistic. And I just, I hope that is what plays to fruition this year. And I think most K-State fans feel the same way. I mean, I, I would hope most K-State fans would feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I don't know if you had anything else to talk about that. I mean, we've we've been kind of hammering in the football season here pretty early on in the in the season two. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, because me and Josh talked about this, that he's he's also he's I'm going to mention it, he's the host of the Josh Hawks Talk or whatever the podcast. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they uh, by the luck. They asked, yeah, they um, they asked Jalen Daniels, the KU quarterback, what game he's looking forward most to, and he said Kansas State. So, yeah, but it's in it's in Manhattan this year. I know, but like that should 12, say something. Like, hey, and... they think they think you beat you guys. Well, they need to. <laughs> They need I'm to win say games. it again. They need to win a couple games early on if I'm going to take them seriously this year. If they if they yeah. don't win if they don't win two non-conference games this year, then it's just going to be the same story. Mm-hmm. Because their their non-conference schedule is is they should handle weak. Tennessee Tech pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and they have Tennessee Tech and Duke. If that's not two wins right there, then I am at a loss of words for their program. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's jump into the tier list. Let's go ahead and move on. Um. Oh, I shouldn't have closed that. There we go. All right. Hey, all you sports and health nerds out there. It's Jacob here. If you are having trouble finding an exercise routine, trying to find a good diet plan, or just looking to change things up, might I suggest checking out 8minutefitness.com. There are multiple articles to click on to meet your health and exercise needs. Learn about basic exercises for beginners. Read about the best green superfood and also the best sports drinks to order at a gas station, even exercises for fishermen trying to perfect their casts, and much more. From experts to beginners, 8-Minute Fitness is for you. Since last week, since uh, people seem to enjoy it, the tier list, um, we're going to go S, A, B, C, and F, and it's the seasons for the last, uh, what is it, 10 or so years for K-State? Yeah, and Matt, you get to choose. You get to um, place the first one. 2011, the first year for Colin Klein, K State went 10 and three and seven and two in the Big 12, and lost in the Cotton Bowl to Arkansas. You know, I'm gonna go and keep my. I, I, I'm not. I'm gonna vary in the record because they had a very good record that year, 10 three. But there's, I bet there are teams like 2014. K State probably could have gave them a good run. Uh, maybe a li- even a little 2016 because they won mm-hmm. the Texas Bowl, won nine games. Like, there's just mm-hmm. different teams. I'm gonna go 2011. That's when Colin Klein started. He has when he rushed like 300. He ran the ball 306 times. Yeah. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them in the A category. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that was I mean that was like the first good year that Snyder had in his second stint, and it was that's it when was, he got over the hump. It was amazing. It was such a great feeling to be back where we should be after. Ron Prince kind of ran the program into the dirt. The thing um, that started that season was when they stopped Miami on the goal line. I think that's when exactly start, that's when you knew they were back. That's when everybody started to believe. <laughs> and then, yeah. so and I'm going to follow that up. 2012, obviously Big 12 championship. I'm going to throw that S tier. Not even. I mean, 
nothing even comes close to if that. Things, if things would have gone right, they would have beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. Injuries. Baylor was also that's when they started their like um, fifteen game win streak. They 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 were getting hot. Yeah, come at the wrong time. And uh, if we would have won that, we would have played Notre Dame for the national championship. Probably would have won. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we were better than Notre Dame that year. It's yeah. not even, it's not even an argument. We were better yeah. than Notre Dame that year. We would have won the national and championship. Of course, Notre Dame. Um, got killed they got by killed alabama. by alabama that's right and we would have lost to alabama i mean oh, I'll for sure that. but so. but we would we would have gotten in because we were one undefeated exactly yeah okay 2013 this would have been uh jake waters first year first year um and daniel sams they split time he's daniel one thing i wish daniel sams would have stuck around yeah uh, but it was a similar situation to like Alex Delton and Skylar Thompson too. Yep. And it was just, yeah. Um, they lost North Dakota state. Chris Kleiman was a defensive yeah. corner at the time. I'm going to give, I'm going to give 2013. They had a great, they beat Michigan, a big high profile program in the Buffalo mm-hmm. Wild Wings bowl. Mm-hmm. I'll give them, a, I'm, I'm going to give them a C. You think, you think C or a B? I mean, I was going to do B just because I mean, a bowl win is a successful season. Yes. Yes. They're eight and five. Put them, put them at B. Put them at B. I'll give B I mean, too. We got, um 2014 jake water's second year this they was were the, good they, the year they, they should have beat um auburn at home and yes they should have see we're going back to they should have won and they should have beat um because baylor and tcu split the title if we would have beat baylor we would have split the title too i'm going to give them a b or kind of a mine i don't know they were good they could if they if they would have a couple more games to go their way they could have went to the at least a better bowl game. Well, and you were saying you were saying that you think the 2011 team, or I mean, which which team was better, 2011 or 2014? I mean, I, I think, think 2014. 2014 oh, offense was good. I think yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Jake Waters is probably the most underrated quarterback. Oh my gosh, yes, He's he was so he well, was fantastic. They, had, they also beat OU that year in Norman. Um, that that fluke game where the OU kicker missed like missed five like, field goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, such a. My brother was at that game. He's just like, I have no idea how we won that game. That OU kicker just gave it to us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously we played well enough to win the game, but like, I mean, they missed a lot of field goals. That's important. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll do the. I'll do a minus. Do twenty fourteen in the a minus tier. Yeah. All right, twenty fifteen. A fall, kind of a fall off year. Still made it to um, a bowl game. <laughs> That's when we had like three different quarterbacks. Cody Cook was a wide receiver and he yeah. played quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we lost six in a row and we somehow came back. We were down 35 to 14 and come back and beat Iowa State in the yeah. fourth quarter. Yep. Don't ask us how we did that. And, Crazy. Uh, Insane. Then we got we got kind of taken care of in the Liberty mm-hmm. Bowl against Arkansas. I'll give it a C. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 2016. Um, 2016. Not a bad year. First year yeah, of college. Jesse Ertz was a great mm-hmm. – he was just a good quarterback. Yep. Uh, Winston Demmel, Glenn Kronkowski was on that team. <clears throat> um, Dominic Keys, they're just a good team. And maybe a few more games, they could have made a little run. They were 9-4. Mm-hmm. I'd give them a B. Won, won the bowl game. I'll give yeah. it a B tier. Yeah. Beat Texas A&M. Yeah. It was, it was a good game, too. I mean, By- Byron Pringle had a big game. Um, Ertz had a really good game. Too bad Ertz was always hurt. Yeah. I mean, God, he was always hurt. Rhymes with uh, rhymes, Ertz hurt. You know. Ertz hurt. It, 2017, 8-5. I think, honestly, this is 
Snyder, I mean, we say this now, probably could have retired 20. And honestly, he should have technically, I thought he should have retired looking back after the after Jake Waters. You think so? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, I think that's when recruiting really, that's when it really gone downhill. Mm. The 2017, 2018 teams, that's when you really saw it like, wow. Mm-hmm. We need to get some players in here. Right. Even though they won their bowl game, UCLA was terrible. Yeah, they were not great. <laughs> they were not that great. And, I mean, Skyler did beat Oklahoma State on the road. They were ranked. Uh, Dalton Reisner was a captain. Yeah. He's obviously good. They uh, came, Alex, ba- came back against Texas Tech that year. They, I, they had yeah, no yeah. business winning that game. Yeah, I hated the two-quarterback system with Dalton mm-hmm. and Thompson. I thought that just was inconsistent. Yep. They won a bowl game, C minus. I don't want to C. I'll put it. I'll give it in C tier. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously the last season of Snyder, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that was a bad year. That was that a very was bad year. Probably almost, the. We almost, we almost lost, lost to KU. To, yeah, we almost lost to KU. We should have lost that, to KU. <laughs> that was the. Um, that was one of those games KU was saying we should have won. <laughs> I'll give it to them. They should yeah. have. Um, that was probably the year. I remember I went to the Mississippi State. Well, we almost lost to South Dakota. We should have. Yeah, yeah, we should have. I was very – I didn't even watch the second half of that game. I went home. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, so mad. That's when you really saw there needs to be a change because mm-hmm. I remember the next week I went up and watched Mississippi State, and, like, you just see the difference of players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nuts. And – yeah, we got destroyed by Mississippi State. Golly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's when he needed to change because we had the most predictable offense mm-hmm. probably in the history of the game. Like It was really I, bad. We were calling – I remember – maybe it was with you or somebody or Brick. We literally called it before they even ran it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, terrible. So, F- 2019. Eight and five, five and four, and that was a Liberty Bowl loss to Navy. I was that's that a game, game. we should have won. Yeah, I was very depressed that game. I'm gonna say <laughs> C tier. Yeah, uh, first year. Did some, we beat Oklahoma though at home? Yeah, we did beat Oklahoma at home. Yeah. Uh, and then 2020 20, COVID. 2020. Do, you, do we count that? I'm gonna put it. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the uh, COVID tier <laughs> because nothing counted during COVID. <laughs> We played our four strings. We played just – we didn't know what roster we had. No, Everybody. We didn't, we didn't – I mean, that was just across the board, you know. It was just not a fun year for anybody. And then uh, 2021, 8-5, and five, and uh, Texas Bowl win versus LSU. Give it a B. All right. Yeah, I think so too. Anytime you beat an SEC school, that's a uh... – I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, Jacob, I have to ask, since we're talking about, like, Snyder's last year, 2018, like – when you're on campus, like, did any of the players, like, uh, say, like, did you hear any hey, rumors, like? Hold on. We can continue this in a second. We're less than a minute on, on uh, Zoom. Let's, let's stop and restart this. So, just a second, listeners. Just a second. <laughs> and we're back. All right. You can finish your thought. <laughs> Jacob, like. When you were on campus, like, did you hear, like, did the players like Snyder? Like, I got that feeling, like, Snyder wasn't really involved anymore towards the end. Like, he was just kind of a CEO type, or uh, what, what was the overall, what was it like? Yeah, I th- I think that was, I mean, this is all hearsay pretty much. It's just, 
I think that a lot of the assistant coaches kind of took over and they just kind of, you know, the offense did their thing, the defense did their thing, and Snyder was more of a just a talking head at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, basically somebody that just relayed information to the media. and Yeah. I just... <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know how to answer that question. To be honest, it's. It's been a minute since I've been in school, but obviously. But, um. I think the. I think the players always loved him. I think they always did. Um. But I think, his his age may have showed a little bit towards the end. I think that's why we weren't getting the recruits that we were getting. I mean, you look at our records towards the end. I mean, six and seven, eight and five, five and seven. Those last three years. I mean. Not saying we didn't have good players on that team. You know, Dalton Reisner came out of that crew. Byron Pringle, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. It's... I just... And I, I've said this before. I just think the game changed. and I, I Game just, changed. I just, I just don't think that we evolved... Snyder evolved with it. And... Not saying that that's his fault. I mean, he just got older. And I always... And, he was always beloved on campus, though. Everybody, everybody worshipped Bill Snyder on campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he he'd walk into a room and people would stand up and start clapping. Yeah, I mean, for good reason, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the dude, the dude made the greatest turnaround in college football history. <laughs> for, yeah. For, so, I don't know if I answered your question, to be honest. <laughs> but no, you're fine. But I just want to, I just. I want to know because I listened to the basketball boys. They had Reggie Walker and Ian Campbell on there, like tell their time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you know the one where they talk about Ron Prince. Like, I want to know like what was really different. Like, I guess Ron Prince wasn't he like a hell of a just he was a control freak. Oh sure, yeah. It well, just it almost he, seemed... he abused his assistants too. Yeah, exactly. He was. I don't think he was. He was not a very likable guy whatsoever. But he also when you kind of look at old games him on the sideline he just did not act very professional on the sideline i mean he's like over there dancing around fist pumping and kind of celebrating himself i felt like yeah he was it's kind of an ego i think he had a big ego i uh he had a hell of a coaching staff his first year too oh for sure oh my well god and k-state was his first big coaching job and only head coaching job if you look at his I mean, I, I, I well, he was at Howard and then got fired because nobody liked him. Yeah, <laughs> let's see, let's let's look this up for sure. So Ron Prince, he was the head coach. Let's see, the the volunteer coach at Dodge City Community College, offensive line coach, offensive line coach. So he was offensive coordinator at Virginia. Oh, yeah. and I even looked at that. I I still don't understand what the appeal was to hire him as the head coach in 2006 because you look at the stats from Virginia and their record in those couple of years they weren't they that were, great they were they're average yeah so that's why I have no idea I don't understand and we had Gary, we had Gary Patterson from TCU hired but I guess somebody like let it in the news uh, slip early and really? he got pissed and like no I'm not going to come now interesting I didn't know that yeah that's so yeah, I think it could have been way different. Never understood, never understood the hire afterwards because it was just three years of just garbage. Um, he just wasn't a very likable guy, and it's you know it's obviously he wasn't hard. a K State type of guy. Oh no, not at all. He did not have that K State personality at all. He no. was he was definitely a a Howard type of coach, or, or like just a, like, a, just like a group a... a group five coach. Yeah, 
or, or lower even. You just wasn't a K-State type of, and that's okay. Like we just need a, we just need the right fit. Exactly. Just the right fit. Theme of the night, Matt. <laughs> yeah, no joke. So, um, yeah, Ron Prince gets a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> for him. Dude, Ian Ian Campbell and Jordy Nelson and some of those players during that era, they got the short end of the stick for sure. I even like Josh Freeman. Oh my, yeah, Josh. Well, he was he had such he threw for so many touchdowns. Yeah, even in like the NFL, the NFL, he was a stat stuffer, especially for fantasy football. Like he threw a lot of touchdowns. Granted, I, I if I'm remembering correctly, he threw a lot of picks too. Yeah, kind of like, but, kind of like Jameis Winston, but like yeah. as a college as a college quarterback, if he had the right coach, I think K State had would have been a very good team. Like he was a damn good quarterback, a, a damn good college quarterback. Yeah, and he was did all right. It's, I mean, they went they won ten games in the NFL with it. I mean, his first year or something like that. In the NFL? Yeah. Oh, with the Bucks? Yeah. I want to say that he did. I, w- I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, <laughs> but. And then obviously Jordy Nelson went on to have a semi Hall of Fame career. I mean, they, it's not like Casey. Casey had good players, like with Ron France. Oh, absolutely. Um, to be honest, if we if if we extended out this tier list a little bit, we put probably put 2007, 2000, or 2006, 07, and 2007 in like a F minus tier. <laughs> yeah, I know. But somehow we somehow we beat Texas back to back years at home and then then in Austin the week. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. So well, anyway, I don't I don't have that much else to to cover on the podcast. I think we covered all we wanted to cover. Next week, I think we're going to dive into um, the season season predictions. Yeah, and possibly we'll get uh, maybe a guest on. Maybe we'll get Josh Hawks on the podcast and yeah. Maybe we'll get on his podcast and just do two podcasts next week. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> and then the week after, I think we're going to go ahead and do uh, um, the, well, the, our, what we call it, pregame preview. Or yeah, week, South Dakota week, Scout preview. Week one preview. So, yeah. and uh, I'm excited to get into the season. And then any other sports, any, any other sports you want to talk about? NFL's preseason football starting. And, yes. and uh, that's going on tonight, Seattle and uh, Chicago. And baseball is still going on, obviously. The St. Louis Cardinals just swept the Rockies this weekend. So keep up keep up with MLB updates on our Twitter page. I'll keep tweeting that stuff out. And the only person that really likes those are Griffin. So <laughs> thanks, Griffin, for following us there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. I, I, think, I think we're good enough to end it there. What do you, what do you say, Matt? I'm, I'm down, man. All right, sounds good. Any final words for the listeners? Not really. Just enjoy the weekend. (laughs) All right. My name is Jacob. His name is Matt. This has been another edition of the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. I hope you guys have a great Friday, a great weekend. Stay safe and have a fun, safe, good, fun weekend. Have a good day. (laughs) This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.